Hello and welcome to the PMM Podcast, the Max Verstappen of the automotive aftermarket podcast world. In this episode, we're gearing up for our trade show, Mechanics PMM Live, which takes place in less than a month. You will have read all about it in the magazine over the past few months, but now we're giving you the chance to hear from some of our sponsors themselves about what they'll be bringing and why you need to attend. Come and talk to us, speak to our product team, speak to our technical team, speak to our sales guys, you know, we don't bite. Freya is not in the studio with me today, unfortunately, but she will be bringing you the news hot off the press as usual. And as ever, our good friend Tom Henman, editor of Professional Motor Factor, will be bringing up the rear with some insights on catalytic converters and exhausts from BMCAT's Mark Blinston. Just one last note before I take you to Freya for the news, you need to check out our YouTube channel, It's at Professional Motor Mechanic. Basically, for listeners of the podcast, it's extra cool because we put up short clips of our interviewees and even some of me and Freya in the studio. So if you've ever sat there wondering what it looks like behind the scenes, go and check it out after this episode, of course. Anyway, Freya, let's have some news. Thanks, Kieran. There's a lot of news to get through this month, so I'll jump right into it. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak has announced a ban on the sale of new ICE vehicles has been shifted back five years to 2035. With infrastructure lagging behind adoption and EVs still higher in price than their ICE equivalents, this didn't come as a surprise. This has been met with a range of emotions from the aftermarket, Stuart James from the IGI being pleased with the extension, describing it as much needed but is also urging the government to use his time wisely to boost EV infrastructure. Others, such as IMI CEO Steve Nash, have said there is a serious risk that businesses and individuals will take their foot off the pedal and the great success that IMI has had in engaging the industry to commit to investment in EV skills will lose momentum. A week after Sunak's announcement, The government has published a ZEV mandate confirming that 80% of new cars sold by 2030 and 70% of vans will be required to be zero emission by 2030. The mandate also means that 22% of new cars sold in 2024 are to be zero emission. Chief Executive of the SMMT, Mike Hawes, commented that with less than 100 days to go, manufacturers finally have clarity on what they are required to sell next year and up to 2030, also stating that the mandate will challenge the industry. An increasing number of MOT examiners are not conducting exhaust emission tests during an MOT, the DVSA has said. The government authority has said other tests are also failing to produce records of these tests taking place during site visits. This raises speculation that there are even more cases of these tests not being conducted. This has led to numerous disciplinary cases resulting in testers and authorised examiners having their testing qualifications suspended or deleted. Speaking of MOTs, dirty vehicles have been revealed as one of the top reasons for MOT refusals in 2023, with a total of 526 cars being refused making it the fourth largest refusal reason. This has been disclosed in a freedom of information request to the DVSA. So, if you've ever had to turn a filthy vehicle away at your garage, know that you're not alone. Lastly, the Independent Garage Association's Big Awards 
raised £10,000 for the automotive charity Ben. The event also celebrated the hard work of the independent garage community, winners including Garage Hive as Garage Management System of the Year and Storebridge Automotive Limited, winning Large Independent Garage of the Year. Thanks for joining me for the news this month. And now, back to Kieran. Thanks, Freya. I had a feeling Sunak's 2030 pushback would make the news this month. I have to say, and this is something I do discuss in the latest issue of the magazine, I'm not a huge fan of the pushback. Not that I don't have my concerns about EVs. I have written in the past about my dislike of the factionalism with EVs. I'm sceptical of the fanatics just as much as I am about the naysayers. But I see this delay in the same way as cancelling HS2. It's not that I'm a huge fan of either EVs or especially HS2, but these actions are being done, I think it's fair to say, for the wrong reasons. Maybe you think I'm wrong. Definitely get in touch if you would like to discuss it further. I don't claim to be an expert, but I'm definitely happy to talk about it. And hey, you know, maybe we'll get a podcast episode out of it. You never know. Or if you agree with me, either way, feel free to email me your thoughts. I spoke to Darren Darling about it, and he's a fan of the pushback. You can hear his thoughts on it later in this episode. He argues that it gives drivers more choice, and I respect that. I I think that's a valid point. So listen on if you want to hear more about that. Before I take you to our main feature, I spoke to this episode's headline sponsor, Borg Warner's Oliver Stanke, about what sustainability means to Borg Warner. Borg Warner developed um, a vision of a clean, um, energy efficient world long before sustainability became a popular mainstream concept. Um, and we are still committed um, to being a sector lead in this regard. And yeah, the vision hasn't changed, but um, our sustainability strategy now involves a right range of initiatives that we have contributed to it. And yeah, to summarize it briefly, it drives the environment, the social governance aspect of our business that combines the right value and yeah, for all of our stakeholders. And can you just describe those ESG initiatives in a bit more detail for us? From environment point of view, we are delivering electrification products um, that improve efficiency and reduce emissions and also expanding into the e-mobility market with additional products um, such as battery um, charging stations. Environment stewardship also extends um, to our global operations as we create um, a new facility, expand the site or, or update one of our existing factories and sustainability is at the forefront of our planning. Some examples of projects already implemented um, include installing um, like solar panels, employing heat recovery systems on air compressors, or installing energy efficient lamps, treating um, and reusing wastewater, and sourcing 100% renewable activity. And yeah, these actions have already um, contributed to a CO2 equivalent reduction of more than 2,000 metric tons and the reduction of roughly um, four gigawatt hours of electricity usage. And regarding the social responsibility, one of our priorities is to returning the talent pipeline that we will need to succeed in the future. That means, for example, we have a specialized training program called um, the Power to Evolve that enables our engineers to acquire the new hands-on skill 
and yeah, the expertise needed to work on electric drive systems. How successful is Borg Warner then in meeting its sustainability goals? Despite significant headwinds and market volatility, uh, we have made a significant progress um, towards our sustainability goals over um, the past years. Our charging forward strategy, which was announced in 2021, which is yeah, designed to increase uh, products of electric and other vehicle parts that enable um, zero or yeah, lower emission transportation, accelerated during um, 2022 to the extent that we expect to achieve our 25 goals ahead of schedule. As a result, we have evaluated our strategy to charging forward 2027, which aims rapidly and probability grow to our sales to include yeah, up to 49 revenue from our e-products by the year 2027. And how then does remanufacturing contribute to sustainability? Compared to um, new replacement products, remanufacturing parts are environmentally friendly and cost-efficient solution for vehicles that are in the later stage of life. And Bogwana's Freeman program plays an important role in supporting the circular economy. We have been remanufacturing parts over nearly 30 years, and that's including turbochargers, alternators, generators, electronic units, and exhaust gas-regulated valves. And during that time, Bogwana has reclaimed and recycled more than 24,500 metric tons of cast iron and aluminium. And the turbocharger remanufacturing program alone has saved them more than 5.2 million turbines, compressor housings, and bearing from landfill. Across our product lines, um, approximately 36 of our inputs in 2022 came from recycled or remanufacturing material. So now that owners are keeping the vehicles for longer, remanufacturing uh, placement turbochargers are increasing in demand. So to restore efficiency and as a remanufactured turbocharger, performance identically to a new one. It offers the same additional environment benefits beyond the reuse of valuable resources. For example, by harnessing exhaust gas energy that would otherwise go to waste, um, a turbocharger can improve the fuel efficiency of a gasoline internal consumption engine by about 9%, reducing the consumption of fossil fuel and other associated exhaust emissions. And one last point is uh, our remanufacturing uh, capabilities also support our customers' economic and sustainability goals and will become increasingly important as a pursuer of Scope 3 carbon emission reduction targets. In less than a month, some of the leading lights of the UK independent aftermarket will be rocking up to Sandown Park in Isha, Surrey for Mechanics featuring PMM Live. The two-day show runs from the 7th to the 8th of November, is free to attend, with free parking, free bacon roll, free t-shirt, free seminars. It's free. Did I mention that? I could tell you why the show is fantastic and why you must absolutely take a day out of the workshop to attend if you're in the area. Or even if you're not, make a day of it. Why not? I could tell you why engaging with the top suppliers and manufacturers in the sector will give you an advantage over your competitors. I could tell you how our seminars will prepare you for upcoming changes in the market and how sharing ideas can make your business more profitable. But I thought, why not let some of last year's exhibitors do that for me? So let's have a quick listen to what they had to say last year at the show itself. Yesterday morning was really busy, saw lots of workshops and garages, 
um, really good platform to engage with with them on, on technical topics, challenges that they're actually facing in the workshop, um, talking through what's on the horizon, lots of questions about electric vehicles and what's a lithium battery and do they still need lead acid on board uh, EVs. So yeah, very worthwhile well day yesterday and hopefully more of the same today. How, how did you find the show yesterday Hayley? The show has been well attended, it's been bitterly disappointing about the action going on on the M25 but it's been heartening to see how many in our industry have made the battle through the roads to get here and enjoy everything that's on offer. Yeah, it's been great, a lot of people have persevered through the uh, horrendous traffic problems and, uh, and you've obviously been hosting the seminar stand along with Tom, like Tom Denton, how's that been going? The seminars have been fantastic. It's been a whole new format. We've had some fantastic speakers. They've been well attended. There have been interesting questions. Insightful day for everybody. So you've been doing uh, demos on the BioClean all day yesterday? Yeah, demonstrations on some old uh, old oily cogs and things like that we've got a chain to do today. Yeah. So, yeah, getting that sorted and just watching people's faces change when they're like, no, non-solvent's not going to work. Oh, wait a minute, it does work. What's that, what's that about? <laughs> so, yeah, it's just watching people's faces and their, their concepts of things change. Yeah, no, it's yeah. good. Fantastic. Well, I'll have to come round later and uh, check out one of the demonstrations myself. Yeah, well, you can you get your hands in there and have a go yourself. I'm here with group manager of PMM, Rob Gillam. Rob, are you enjoying the show? Absolutely, Freya. It's just a great way to end another very, very vibrant, buoyant year uh, for the team here at Hamerville. So um, we've had some excellent footfall, some really, really good quality of visitors and it's nice to talk to the exhibitors who are ultimately making sales and inquiries to kind of lead into what will be a good successful 2023. Ah, excellent stuff there from our very own Rob Gillam, a rather vibrant and buoyant character himself, I might add. And as Haley Pels, that is, alluded to in that clip, last year's Just Stop Oil protests did do their very best to disrupt mechanics. But that didn't stop mechanics coming out in force from across Surrey and beyond to experience the very hands-on demonstrations. And that was Varta and Motul talking there as well in that clip. Both companies did especially well to bring their respective technologies to life for the visitor. And there really was an excitement throughout the show. Um, What with all the demos, the talks, the seminars, the deals being done, the conversations. It's just a great atmosphere each year. And and I wanted this episode to, to not only be about mechanics, but also about the importance of trade shows in general. Because trade shows are important. For many, they're the only opportunity to engage with the wider industry. So with that in mind, this year we we wanted to place greater emphasis on interaction with the stands. A shining example of that is going to be our wonderful headline sponsor, Man and Hummel Stand. Uh, to find out more, I caught up with Damien Milling and Gary Winslow from Man and Hummel. I mean, we, we've been before, uh, back in the early days, certainly before COVID, um, and we... Uh, we, we felt it was time to, to get back out there, to get back out and, and get to these really, really fantastic regional events. You know, the big events that are central to the UK are great, but it's also important that we're in the place where our customers are actually working. We want to be as accessible to people, as many people as possible. So, you know, to get back and go down to Sandown and to be there, interact with those people in that local vicinity and those that do travel um, is very exciting. I get the impression you're quite looking forward to to being out uh, kind of on the road for a couple of days as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, lockdown, I was stuck in my bedroom for two years. 
It just felt like I was a teenage boy again. The only difference this time is I had three children downstairs screaming and a wife saying, are you finished work yet? But now we can get out and we can do the shows and we can see people. We can shake their hands without suddenly thinking, where's the sanitizer? And we can talk like normal human beings again. And, you know, on camera and on on a voice recording, I'm six foot four, but people can see that I'm five foot three in real life. Five foot three, (laughs) a filter manic man. But we love it. It's just great. Quite sociable people than you two. Is, Is that across the Man and Hummel company as well? I think so. I think we're a, a, a German company and I think the German mentality and perception has a certain image. So it's very efficient and it's very black and white and that loses something for our brand, especially in the UK. We're actually, in my opinion, one of the more approachable brands. And I think shows like Mechanex, etc., we can actually demonstrate and show that. And I think what's important as well, we don't just take the sales team to exhibitions we take product management we take people from customer services the whole sort of aftermarket division gets a representative so the people that come to the show they're not just having a sales pitch they are having an education they are having training they are talking to the people at the coalface every single day and I think that probably sets us apart you literally get warts and all the full experience and i think that benefits everybody trade shows are a kind of a funny thing aren't they um sort of why why do you think they're so cherished in the industry i mean i think for us we it's an opportunity to learn so you know we're we're going to to teach our customers and their customers about our product but actually at the same time they're teaching us what they need what they're struggling with what their concerns are what their worries are what their frustrations are which then allows us to listen and to think and to learn and react and try and be better at what we do you know we are the premium filtration manufacturer globally but it doesn't mean to say we haven't got room to learn because we have and it's really important to listen to that because it's very easy to become very insular and the only way we remain number 1 is to get out there and fight like we're number two. So very well put there, I thought, by Damien and Gary um, about the benefits for exhibitors coming to the show. I love that depiction of fighting like your second best to keep you focused because at the end of the day, there is something a bit tooth and nail about trade shows like mechanics. If you're selling snake oil, you'll get eaten alive. But more important are the benefits to the visitors. Here's what Damien had to say when I asked why he thinks you should be heading to Sandown Park next month. Why wouldn't you come? You know, it's an event. You're going to get a bacon roll. Okay, there's there's your first tick. Okay, everybody loves a bit of bacon, don't they? Or most people do, unless you're a vegan or vegetarian. And I'm sure we've got an alternative for those that are coming to do that. But, you know, the opportunity to come and get knowledge and experience and learn at zero cost You know, we've got to consider this here. Training costs money. And this is an opportunity to visit multiple manufacturers and suppliers who can train you and give you knowledge for absolutely zero cost. And as I said before, you're getting a bacon roll as well. So you're not even doing it hungry. I am a a bacon-free mechanic. Bacon doesn't interest me. Other stands don't interest me. Only the man man and hummel stand. What what have you got on offer? 
So we're moving to a world of alternative fuel cells and electrification. And legislation is changing already. We know recently, just yesterday, we've seen the change in UK government. Internal combustion engine moving from 2030 to 2035. Will that change again? Come and talk to us at the Man and Hummel stand, okay? We have a product that will guarantee to work for you and your customers, whether it be a vehicle straight off the production line into your workshop for its first service. That man filter, you can fit it. You can forget about it. It will not invalidate any block exemption regulations or manufacturer's warranty whatsoever. And we stand very, very strong with that. We have a product in our range with Wix, a fantastic aftermarket quality product that's really, really designed to give you that security, that quality, that, that confidence in fitting a product from a global manufacturer of filtration. Um, at a slightly lower price point for those more price conscious customers that you have coming into your workshops every single day. But come and talk to us, speak to our product team, speak to our technical team, speak to our sales guys. You know, we don't bite. Speak to Sophia and the team from our customer services. We are here to help you. You know, and any concerns you've got that filtration is going to disappear, you know, because filtration is bread and butter of your everyday business. I can tell you now, you've got nothing to fear. Okay, there are filtration products on alternative fuel cell vehicles, electric vehicles, full battery, plug-in hybrid, whatever you've got as a concern, come and talk to us. We will reassure you and we will help you understand that the future is just evolving. It's not disappearing. Now, it wasn't just me having a chinwag with this year's sponsors. Freya was also getting in on the action, chatting to All Data's Simon Frost. All Data, along with Liqui Molly and Rotronics, are sponsoring our brand new PMM Live Technical Talks seminar stand. Here, Simon explains a little bit about what visitors can expect from the stand. So we'll be showing our repair product with all the data uh, and also looking at um, a new launched, uh, recently launched product called Labour Times. Uh, so customers can have a full demonstration with one of the sales team. Uh, they can spend some time on their own looking at the type of data we have, so see for themselves for their own, uh, own leisure. And they can also sign up for a two-week free trial. So um, the best way to, to really test all data uh, is in the workshop uh, and see if it's helping you day-to-day -to, -day to save some time or maybe take on a new repair you weren't able to do previously. Um, there will be a special offer. Uh, but I'm not going to say what that is here. So please come along to the stand, introduce yourself to us, uh, and we're pleased to go through what that is uh, and see if that's relevant for you on the day. Okay, so we've heard from some of our sponsors of the show who will also be exhibiting on their own stands, of course, and, and really bringing a wealth of expertise along with them. Overhearing conversations at last year's show really proved to me that it's it's not just about selling product. Yes, a lot of product is sold, and it's definitely the place to be if you want a good deal on diagnostics tools. But more importantly, I think it's a great place to share tips, advice, stories, just, just to be in contact with other people. As Damien from Man and Hummel said, they're there to learn from you just as much as you're there to learn from them. Well, we are continuing that spirit of learning with our PMM Live Learning Lounge this year. But before I tell you about that and some of the speakers involved, including a great chat I had with the DPF doctor himself, Darren Darling, I wanted to share a quick message with you from Monroe. When it comes to replacing worn-out shock absorbers, you, the professional installer, know that durability is key to avoiding unwanted and costly comebacks. In fact, research shows that more than 40% of installers look for durability when choosing shocks for their customers' vehicles. And Monroe understands this. 
That's why each Monroe shock absorber is engineered and manufactured to contain unique features that reduce leakages to make shocks last longer. Monroe stands behind its products with an industry-leading five-year warranty on all qualifying Monroe products. Choosing Monroe today is choosing the quality that endures for your shock and strut replacements. Mental health and well-being, MOTs, access to repair data, these are just some of the topics that will be discussed on the PMM Live Learning Lounge this year. As anyone who's been to mechanics before will know, the seminar stand is it's kind of a big deal. The IGA have pretty much made that morning slot their own, and it's always packed out with the workshop owners looking for the latest MOT updates. This year, we've got Ben's Rachel Clift coming down. I'll be speaking to Rachel in next month's episode of the podcast, so be sure to check that out. Neil Patamore, another mechanics regular, he'll be coming along to share the latest developments in the good fight for fair competition and a level playing field in the aftermarket. He has assured me that this year is going to be full of good news, so uh, I can't wait for that one, to be honest. For the first time in a while, we've also got DPF Dr. Darren Darling back on the seminar stand. So I thought it'd be a good idea to have a catch up with him and find out what he's bringing to the show. When we spoke, the Prime Minister Rishi Sunak had just announced that the deadline for ICE vehicle sales will be pushed back to 2035. So, of course, I couldn't let my conversation with Darren pass without getting his take on it. So let's jump right in. It was quite good news. First, I just landed back from holiday and switched my phone on and seen that. And I thought I can I can book a holiday again in 2030 now. So uh, good news. Listen, when it when it comes to EVs and stuff like that, I'm quite realistic that they have a place in the car park. So I don't think it's going to be a fad that disappears. But for me, as a DPF specialist, from a business point of view, great if it's extended to 2035. You know, it takes me at retirement age anyway, because I'm you know I've been 30 something years in the trade now anyway, so I'm 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 good. But from a personal point of view, I just think it's gave people a choice. And I, and I like that. I, you're not being forced into it. If people want to buy an EV, then go buy one. And it's it's put the choice back to the guy who's working hard for a living and spending his own money how he how he wants to, you know. So for an extra five years anyway. So good news for me. I'm quite happy about it for, for, for both reasons, you know. Moving on to DPFs, Darren and I discussed the importance of putting processes into place in the workshop. And this is something Darren will be discussing with visitors at next month's show. Yeah, that's what we're, it was a natural progression. It was never really our intention in the early days. It just, the phone started to ring and workshops asking for help. So said, we can do this. And over the last few years, we've progressed quite a lot with the the, the volume of content. And, you know, obviously we charge a fee for it. That's not a thing that we hide we have bills to pay and you know kids at university and and you know you, you've been to university you know you know I've got I've got three of them at uni and stuff like that so you know we have the unfortunate thing of bills to pay but we you know we we put everything that we've learned and built up over the years into a very easy to understand package for our members you know they subscribe annually and they have unlimited access to training for all of the staff and we also support them on problem jobs you know so so we've we've built up now that we went online it would take approximately 10 days to go through all of the training available there on dpf so it's a bit of a if you compare it to going on a boot camp for ev or something like that it's it's like going on a 
in a boot camp for that, you know. But you, but you don't have to do it ten days in a row, right? No, we live. We we go live in a couple of weeks, uh, so we do that. We do them live about three times a year, where I do twelve two-hour sessions as your introductory training. We then have lots of lots of short videos for people to do as homework, if you like, or just in time training. You can take a tablet home and put some yeah plugs in or you know headset in and and listen to some training and. Uh, the game changer for us is we broke everything down into two-hour sessions, and you can absorb two hours of information quite easily without forgetting everything. And that that's been a game changer for the results that our members are getting. You know, well, slightly less than a two-hour session, you will have a one-hour session at uh, the upcoming mechanics show. Yes. What What are your plans there then? I want to sort of just share that the reality is we've we've built up a pretty solid reputation at DPF repairs, but we've not done it by really doing anything complicated. We've done it by spending a lot of time owning our mistakes. So if in the early days, you know, if we make a mistake, that's, that's Darren's problem. How can I stop that happening again? So I want to share our experience of building up a good process. And then it means... The difference with people subscribing to us is we can fast track that process for people because we show them how we work. But it's absolutely something that anyone can do if they're dedicated and they spend some time. So I want to I want to share some of that experience and also drive some points home where how important that process is because it reduces stress in the workshop. You're more efficient. You're more profitable. But you're also spending less of your customers' money, so it's a it's a win-win situation for everyone if you if you build a good process and everything you do. So we want to want to share our experience with that and and take some questions for the room as well. Obviously, you know. Yeah, and sticking to that process, I imagine sometimes is is the yes. is the difficult bit. Yes, avoid as to quote Steve Scott, avoid going down rabbit holes. You know, because there there are lots of them there. And there are lots of things that lead you up the garden path. So, you know, having a good process and, you know, even if you apply that process to vehicle you've never seen, you know, last November I was in, I was over in America and I visited a workshop there that specialized in big Ford pickup trucks and I've never seen them before. But we solved the problem because we had a process. Hopefully this has given you a taste of what you can expect at Mechanics PMM Live next month. Just to recap, the show takes place on the 7th to the 8th of November, that's a Tuesday and Wednesday, at Sandown Park Racecourse in Isha, Surrey. The show is free to attend with free parking. Attendees will receive a free bacon roll and a PMM branded t-shirt, while stocks last of course. All in all, it's going to be a great show with great exhibitors. And we'll be there, podcasting away, so come and say hi. Okay, let's head over to Tom now to see what he's been chatting to BMCAT's Mark Blinston about. It's starting to turn, isn't it? Perhaps you're having to stretch into the back of the wardrobe for another layer. But things are definitely starting to warm up here, though, at Professional Motor Factor, as we look to sign off three issues between now and the big ho-ho. The sales team are dragging us around the country as we look to solidify support ahead of 2024. But that does also mean we get the chance to reconnect with those perhaps we've not seen for a few months and discuss what exciting campaigns and projects are lined up for the year ahead and how Professional Motor Factor can help complement them. 
One of those companies will be BM Catalysts. Based in Nottinghamshire, BM Catalyst is a manufacturer of DPFs, CATs and front pipes. It's a company that is proactive in the press and on the exhibition trail, willing to share its latest insights with the likes of professional motor factor readers and other industry professionals. I had the pleasure of welcoming its commercial director Mark Blinston to the pod recently. He dived into a number of topics as the company looks to deliver quality components, future-proof its business by staying ahead of industry curves and provide motor factors with all the support they need. I started by asking him what the key attributes motor factors should consider when selecting catalytic converters and exhaust components for their customers. The most important aspect is to ensure you're supplying the correct part for the correct vehicle. That means matching up the customer's vehicle details with a quality product that meets the legal requirements in terms of type approval. For example, you've got to ensure the euro level and the exact vehicle fitment is correct on both the supplier's product listing and the homologation certificate. Taking those points into consideration, I followed up Mark's response with a question about whether evolving emission regulations had impacted BM Catalyst's product development and offerings. As emissions regulations have got tougher over the years, it's now much harder than ever before to develop new parts. The systems are far more complicated and there are different technologies being used. For example, we're now seeing emission systems entering the aftermarket that require selective catalyst reduction units or petrol particulate filters, lean knock straps and ammonia slip catalysts. Fortunately, here at BM Catalyst, we've got an industry-leading product development department, along with the scale to cope with these ever-evolving technologies. Furthermore, we're working extremely hard behind the scenes to match the market demands with product availability. Moving the conversation on a little, I thought it'd be worth sharing Mark's answer when I asked him about what technical support, training and resources are on offer to motor factors. We provide a wide variety of support and training resources, depending on the needs of the motor factor. This includes a dedicated product support team to offer advice and assistance on our products. We also offer face-to-face product and sales training, plus a range of high-quality technical points of sale. Furthermore, we've got some ambitious plans for some new e-learning options for 2024. With 2024 just around the corner, it seemed fitting to ask Mark about what challenges lie ahead in the future for BM Catalysts, particularly in a rapidly changing automotive landscape. And how does the company plan to adapt to meet to the needs of motor factors and their customers? We welcome challenges. Life would be pretty boring without them, right? We're confident we've got the resources in place to meet future challenges head on. The business continues to grow at pace and our dynamic approach allows us to adapt to whatever challenges come our way. For example, earlier this year, the market struggled to cope with the surge in DPF demand in Europe following the new particulate number testing coming into play. But because of the way we work, We've seen a huge increase in sales, but no impact on availability. We actually say here, the harder it is, the better we become, which means the aftermarket can trust us to help them navigate all the changes and challenges that are ahead. I agree. Life would be boring without challenges. We wish BM Catalysts all the best as they navigate more changes ahead. And thank Mark Blinston for giving up his time to participate in our little pod segment. I hope to see many of you at this month's Mechanics, by the way. Otherwise, have a great month and catch up next time. Kieran, back to you. Thanks, Tom. And thank you to everyone who participated in this month's episode of the PMM podcast. Thank you for listening. And I will see you all, no doubt, at the PMM Live Technical Talks Seminar Stand at Mechanics at Sandown Park next month, 7th to the 8th of November. Don't forget. Until then, cheerio. Cheerio.